Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Over the last dozen years, the St. Louis nonprofit Arch Grants has attracted entrepreneurs locally and across the country with its annual startup competition. Last year, more than 500 startup founders applied for 22 equity-free $75,000 grants plus other resources. Gabe Angieri is the executive director of Arch Grants. He says that support for promising entrepreneurs and its draw will help to drive economic vibrancy in the St. Louis region. I guess looking back on it now, I wonder what other uh, peripheral activities and programs might be helpful in driving more economic growth in St. Louis through startups and entrepreneurs. And I think the sky's really the limit um, in terms of the impact that these companies and, and and their teams can have. The question is always, how do we align resources and incentives in such a way that partners can come together and achieve positive outcomes like, like was born out this past year in this, in this great partnership? And that partnership is a program created at the Olin Business School at Washington University that offers free mentorship to startup founders as they put together standout pitches and move themselves and the St. Louis region to the next level. Here to talk with us about the program, we have Doug Vilhard, a professor of practice and academic director for entrepreneurship at Washington University's Olin Business School. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Doug, can you talk about the inspiration for this program uh, and particularly like your your role in putting it together? Yeah. So um, I've been a judge in the Arch Grants for years, and it's just a, just a wonderful program. But I was coming off a year of studying why only 2% of venture capital goes to women and underrepresented minorities. Mm-hmm. So we were coming off of this study, and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, well, only 2%. So I was thinking, how can we get more um, into the Arch Grants program? So what we did was we looked at the data. We saw who didn't quite win, but was very close. And then we invited those folks um, into our program to see if we could help review their pitch decks mm-hmm. and such like that. And we do a, we do it for everybody, not not just females and underrepresented minorities. But that, that was the impetus right. for this. Was there any kind of uh, question that that approach would work? I mean, were there people that you had to win over? Yeah, um, it wasn't it wasn't so much win over as it was. There's just there's two things that I can't do. Um, I can't change the human that's applying, right? They have their skills and such like that, and I can't change their business idea. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is help you polish right. both, both of them and put your best self forward. And and comparing to what I see, um, you know, when I'm doing real investments on the world too. So basically, it's we're like we're coaching you to be your best self mm-hmm. to enter this competition. And to what extent is this an innovative approach? I mean, are there other large organizations like Arch Grants or schools like the Olin Business School that are doing similar things, or are you kind of charting new territory uh, with this? I think, I, I, as far as I know, we're the we're the only ones to do it. And you know, imagine you're entering a competition, so you have to, and then you wait and see if if you won, 
Well, this, what we're basically doing is simulating the competition before the competition mm -hmm. so you can get that feedback ahead of time. Right. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a major tenet of entrepreneurship, which is getting feedback, not just doing the first version. So right. I think it plays into that. Mm -hmm. Well, we also have two guests who were participants from that first year of the Olin School Business, uh, Olin Business School Mentoring Program. First, we have Angelica Harris, who's founder and CEO of Top Tutors for Us and a 2023 Arch Grants recipient. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And we also have Sharice Brooks, who is a Wash U Entrepreneurship Fellow at the Olin Business School. She was a 2023 Arch Grants mentor and founder of the app for womanhood. Welcome to you as well. Thank you for having me here. So let's talk about uh, some concrete examples around how the program worked, you know, as Doug has described it, and why. Sharice, tell me about the, the steps that were involved, the kinds of things that you did as a mentor. So in the mentorship program, we divided ourselves into four different groups. There was a data team, there was a selection criteria team, a due diligence team, which I was a part of, and also a coaching team. And in the data team, we received the data set with around 343 applicants. And then we cleaned that data, we got it down to 100 applicants. And then with the selection team, their job was to look at these and to narrow it down to 55 applicants. Mm -hmm. And then when it was handed to me, the due diligence team, we then, our strategy was to basically look at the company's online profile and essentially see the LinkedIn websites, news articles, see like their traction. Also, we sent out emails to them to inquire about their company and just to kind of see where they're at. And, and then afterwards, we decided that these were the, the companies that we're going to coach. Mm -hmm. And so we then decided to take a personalized approach to coaching these applicants. And we looked at their pitch decks. And then we also looked at the answers that they would have submitted for the Arch Grant application okay. initially. So it's very thorough, yes. a lot of information. And so, Angelica, you were one of the ones that was selected. What was the process like from your end? Like, what were some of the things, perhaps, that uh, that in this mentorship kind of situation, you could identify as being something that you could work on that perhaps you might not have without the program being there? Yeah, I was um, ec ecstatic to know that I was selected for the program. I heard great things about Professor Villard, though I didn't have the opportunity to take his um, tremendous entrepreneurship class, the League. Um, I knew that the information that he um, and his students would provide would be quite valuable for this um, very competitive application. Mm -hmm. So um, I submitted my application to, um, like they said, it was a preliminary yeah. round and uh, submitted my executive summary, pitch deck, and also the components of the application. And they went through each part. Um, and what's amazing about these MBA students that evaluated my program, I mean, my, my application, um, they have quite a lot of experience of putting together pitch decks and VC pitch decks and know what um, the judges would be looking for. Yeah. So. so a pitch deck, what is that, Doug? And what makes one not just good, but really stand out? Yeah, so in, in the old days, we there were business plans. And the only thing a business plan can be is wrong, right? You can't see okay. the future, right? <laughs> right, right? Right, so we've gone away from that. So a pitch deck is basically like 10 slides in a PowerPoint. And the most classic two are what problem are you solving for customers and then what's your solution? 
and why is it unique? And basically, if you don't nail those first two slides, no one's paying attention right. to the rest the rest of this. So that that's what we really help do is we, for Angelica's case, for example, she's very, very good, very excellent deck. But, you know, I give some honest feedback mm-hmm. to it as if I would uh, as a judge. Yeah. And then that gives her a chance to change that b- right. before she actually submits. And Sharice, you are an entrepreneur. Yes, I am. As a mentor, too, and looking at Angelica's pitch deck, is there something that you remember that made you feel like, at least with these two questions, what problem, what solution that made you feel compelled? Her problem was very clear. Um, She is trying to help um, black students, minorities, uh, you know, pass their exams, and she's taken a specialized approach to it. And so her services were very comprehensive and targeted to that demographic. And so she was targeting a problem and basically with her solution, her company, she had a really good chance of winning the arts grant. So yeah. it was just looking at her pitch deck, looking at her exact summary, and just seeing all the different components and helping her polish everything and get to where she needed to be. Mm-hmm. And she did win yes, you this did year. Win. So top tutors for us, tell us what that is and why it is that you you wanted for this to be something that was going to be based in St. Louis. Yes, um, so Top Tutors for Us is an online platform where we connect minority high school students and middle school students with culturally competent tutors. So tutors actually share their backgrounds and look like them um, for standardized test prep and academic skill building. So I knew this was, like I've struggled with standardized testing. Um, the most, um, the closest one I took was the ACT and I had a very low score um, in the bottom 20th percentile. And those prestigious test prep programs didn't work for me. And I wanted to go to a top university like WashU um, and the like. Um, so um, I had to create my own test prep program and focus on academic skill building and got my score up to a near perfect score. And black students like myself, only 5% of us hit the college and career readiness benchmark. Um, according to the ACT. So it's a huge problem nationwide, and there's not a test prep program focused on uplifting us and so we can be competitive in the college admissions process. Mm-hmm. Um, and St. Louis is such a um, welcoming place, and I went to WashU, um, graduated with three degrees, and um, including a master's in computer science. And while I was in college, I built this online tutoring platform um, and it was just like St. Louis is a perfect place. SLPS, so St. Louis Public Schools, was the first school to um, school district to um, accept the pilot with us. And mm-hmm. I knew it was a perfect place to start um, top tutors and I had the support of the Entrepreneurship Center at WashU, Professor Villard, and now Arch Grants. Yeah. So, Doug, with the, the help that you offer, and you'd mentioned earlier you know, that you don't change an entrepreneur's idea, but you're helping with, with polish. I mean, are there generally one or two things that needed uh, some, some support with what Angelica was presenting? Or, I mean, was it just mostly there? It was just a few small tweaks? You know, so, so it's a couple of things. Um, I think some of it is perspective, too. So um, 
I, I, am, I am not a black person, right, or who, who has um, uh, tried to get a high score on the ACT from tutors that look like me, right? So what I do is I take the perspective of a lot in the audience do not face the same problem mm-hmm. that Angelica is facing. So how do we approach it with empathy so that, so that we can understand that right. very quickly? And I, I think that's probably um, the, you know, the, in simplistic terms, what, what we do to help her most is take an audience that she's not normally talking to right. and get their honest perspective mm-hmm. on, on, on this. But, but the idea is so good and right. she's so good. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I really need to mess with that. Yeah. We're just talking about the presentation. Right, right. Yeah. So Sharice, you were a mentor last year. Now you're in a bit of a different position, and you are a mentee this time. Yes. Why is it that you came back uh, in that in that capacity? I mean, is it because you know it works, or is there something about what you're working on? If you can describe that, uh, is there something that you're working on that you think could really use the kind of help that Angelica has has benefited from, and that you've seen others also benefit from too? Well, Angelica is a live-in representation of the power of the program. Um, we helped her, and she was successful last year with the Arch Grant and, you know, having a startup and being from a different country, Antigua and Barbuda. I need all the help that I can get, and I know that the work that we put in to help so many companies, and I want that help too as well, and this is a perfect place yeah. to get that help. So I'm excited to be mentee in this program. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your app. Yes. So... So my company is called For Womanhood, and we are creating a safety app for college students experiencing intimate partner violence. And so our main three features are an SOS alert system, a consent tracker, and also just an app links and supports. Mm -hmm. And we're basically trying to change the culture of rape on college campuses. We want to normalize consent. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing this through our app and just our message of community and empowerment for women and men and just providing a safe space for students to connect. Mm -hmm. We're hoping to launch, have a soft launch next month and begin beta testing our app. Okay. That's a lot. (laughs) Well, and so one of the things that I'm wondering is about, I mean, starting a business, we can say it very easily, but what it actually takes and then what uh, something like a $75,000 monetary award can do. I mean, what would you say, you know, Sharice, is the most challenging aspect of taking what you've started to the next level? It's funding. I mean, I have so many dreams and aspirations for this app, and I really want to help so many people. I want to change just the culture on college campuses. And it's it will take investment. And so winning the Arch Grant is non-diluted funding, and it's a perfect opportunity to get monies to take my idea to the next level. Right now, I'm using the funds from an accelerated program called the League through WashU, and I am building my MVP. We're going to do some beta testing, but it's not the full product, and I need money to continue building upon my product, my yeah. app, and hopefully getting it to the next level, and that's where the Arch Grant comes in. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to be in this program, and I'm looking forward to winning. Yeah. That's my goal. Well, Angelica, <laughs> for you, because you have... Um, been a recipient of that grant funding and the support. 
how did that very specifically give you something that you needed in order to level up? Yeah, so as an entrepreneur, we wear multiple hats, um, and there are only so many hours in a day. So we really wanted to, um, with top tutors, expand to more schools, um, accept more pilots, more students. I had, knew I had to build a really good team, mm. and that obviously comes with um, you know funding and needed to actually you know hire them. So um, this the seventy five thousand dollars was crucial in me allowing to bring on these new team members, especially to help with our MVP app. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just the connections that come with winning an ARCH grants, um, connecting with other founders and learning from their stories. And it's all, and ARCH grants gave us a lot of um, local press. So before ARCH grants, we were only in one local news, featured in one local news article. Now after, we've been featured in over seven or eight now. Yeah. And this gets to something that I was thinking about in, in preparation for this segment is that we often hear about grants on the, the front end or the back end, meaning a call for for applicants, and then you hear about the winners, but what you're focusing on is all the stuff that is in between. Doug, how is this program, uh, how is it aiding the mission or the purpose of ARCH grants, and you know, have you received feedback that what ARCH grants is seeing, I mean, it's been just one year, but that it has really changed the quality of the pitches they're seeing? Yeah, so, you know, we, we were we were able to affect a small number in the first year. We hope, we hope to affect more, and in fact, we're um, inviting applications right now so that we can affect more. But the way, the way I think about it is um, these, these people are great, and their ideas are great, but there could be noise in their presentation, mm-hmm. if you will. So if we can reduce the noise... Now they're really being evaluated yeah. for their ideas, not not for you know an accidental communication mistake they made and how they were presenting themselves. So by smoothing that out, we're making sure the best ideas are getting picked, and we need the best ideas picked because we we need that growth in 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 St. Louis. We it creates jobs and mm-hmm. it spurs the economy. So that's that's really what we're trying to do. What is some of that noise? <laughs> and some of the noise. Well, so for example. You know, have you have have you ever written a wonderful script for this show? Wonderful script for this show, and then you show it to someone, and they're just slightly confused about something that you couldn't quite see on mm-hmm. your own. It takes another person to look it over. Someone outside, and, and outside of your mm-hmm. own mind. And um, you know, I do that all the time with my writing. I think it's perfect. Someone else reads it. I'm like, oh, I did not intend that. It's that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we do more than that, but at a simplistic level, yeah. I think that really helps these folks. Entrepreneurs need editors too. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> so, just in the last few couple minutes here, from each of you, it would be great to hear. You know, what your thoughts are on, you know, how this program, this mentoring program how it benefits the region, not just individuals. Doug? Mm-hmm. Well, I th- like I said, I think that um, and Angelica would be the one in the room to really answer, but I think that the affirmation you get from, you do get the money, but the affirmation from it, I think really drives people forward, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and that's, that's what I want to help. I think these people have great ideas and I want to see more of them in St. Louis. Yeah. Angelica? Yeah, it's definitely built my confidence around like what top tutors can become. Um, so like I learned that um, just how to also just tell the story of top tutors. So it's not just about um, the structure of the pitch deck, you know, problem, solution, but it's about like humanizing it. So um, other people can see, okay, this is 
something that can be really big. Yeah. And I gained that confidence from top tutors and ad- additional resources that came with it. I'm sorry, that from arts grants. From arts grants. And yeah. additional research. And Charisse, how do you see what you're doing benefiting the, the region in, in a very brief statement? Yes. Um, so I think just being able to have a startup that is going to change the landscape of what college life will look like for females and males, I think that's a game changer. And if I can get the support and if this can start in St. Louis, mm-hmm. I mean, we could be, you know, number one in helping to keep campuses safe and we could be the blueprint for other states to follow. So I do want to get the arch grant so I can, you know, start this movement. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Cherise Brooks is Entrepreneurship Fellow at Olin Business School and founder of the App for Womanhood. Angelica Harris is CEO of Top Tutors for Us and Doug Vilhard is Professor of Practice in Entrepreneurship and Academic Director for Entrepreneurship at the Washington University Olin Business School. Thank you all for joining us today. This episode was produced by Roche Hemmings. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.